Okay, uh, so the last time I preached here over a month ago, I uh, shared a message on the, the the straight gate and the narrow way and talked a little bit about the straight gate being a point of entrance, a point of beginning, point of starting, uh, entering in the way of life, the, and, the, and the narrow way being the path of life, and we talked a bit about uh, the... Uh, how to walk that path, uh, the narrow way, and uh, summed it up in that one statement that uh, is given in Galatians 5.16, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That was kind of the verse statement that summed up the thought of walking on the narrow way, simply walking in the spirit. Uh, And uh, it's that simple and yet that difficult. As we, uh, it's that simple in, 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 in the fact that that's truth. It's difficult in that it's sometimes very difficult to even discern whether we're, uh, walking in the Spirit in life's day to day situations. So today I'd like to, uh, continue a bit. I think the, the, the thoughts do tie together a little. And, uh, I had first titled, uh, the message, uh, uh tests. Tests on the journey. But as we were looking at our Sunday school lesson and it talked about uh, uh, a, a growing faith, I thought, well, that fits very well, too. Uh, we could title the message A Growing Faith. Uh, so uh, we're going to be looking in the book of James today. So you can turn there. Book of James, chapter one. I'll just read verses 1 to 4. Yeah, what verses 1 to 4. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when ye fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. So we have here a, a scripture that talks about uh, diverse temptations, or if we would put it in our own words today, we might say various tests. We have, uh, and just for the sake of note, we're not going to focus on these scriptures, but in my Bible, right across the page, uh, we have uh, James 1 verse 12, where it says, blessed is the man that endureth temptation. So, the one talks about diverse temptations, diverse temptations, and the other talks about enduring temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. And it goes on to have some things to say about that. Um, and those two words, temptation there, and temptations are the same Greek words, so they uh, basically have the same meaning. However, when we look at the context of both, we realize that the one is talking about one particular subject and frame of reference, and the other seems to be talking about a a different uh, subject a bit when we look at the context. So we are going to, uh, initially I thought to uh, discuss both, but today we're going to just uh, discuss the first section here, verses 2 to verses 4. 
So the idea that is conveyed here in these verses is that of, uh, like we said already, you know, diverse temptations. Basically, when we look down further and knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. So that starts to give us definition to the previous words, you know, diverse temptations. It's talking about uh, trying. It's talking about tests. It's talking about um, uh, situations in life that's, uh, that, that test us, that test our faith, in short. Um, situations in life that uh, we have to, we need to respond to. Um, the idea is that of uh, tests and trials and a proving of our faith. In other words, uh, you don't typically know how real or how good or how solid or how firm or how enduring something is until it's tested. You know, you can, they put, they put, uh, tractors and vehicles and, and pieces of machinery and things, new, newly manufactured, uh, equipment and things. They'll put them to extremely rigorous tests. Just to find out where the weak spots are, just to find out uh, if they're going to hold up, and that's the, that's the picture that we get here of uh, of our faith, uh, uh, various tests where we are put to to uh, difficult circumstances in life uh, to prove our faith, to see whether we're actually going to hold up, to see whether we're going to endure, to see whether we're going to come through. Uh, that's the picture that this scripture gives us, uh, tests. And, you know, I think we could all uh, think of various uh, scriptural examples even. Just think about Abraham and, and the test that God put him to when he asked him to go and offer his son Isaac as a sacrifice. An incredible test. Uh, I'm supposing an, a test that far beyond anything you and I are, have ever uh, experience, but it was a test. It was a demonstration to see whether Abraham would in fact believe God all the way through that whole thing. And he did. Amazing. Um, that's a picture that we get here. It's a test. Uh, various tests. And we'll highlight on it later, but uh, the, uh, the scripture says that we're to count those tests uh, with joy, we're to, we're, uh, you know, we. If you're like me, you don't always like those difficult tests. You'd be just as happy if you wouldn't have had to face it. But that's not the scriptural perspective here. You know, a test is any situation or circumstance that requires a response from us. You know, so and there are many, uh, and they're come in all sorts of shapes and forms and sizes and and dimensions, but we're going along on life's journey and uh, the pathway of life, and suddenly, whatever it is, something comes up, and it's a test. It's a test for us. And at that point, we basically have, for the most part, we have, uh, let's see here, we kind of have... We're left with about uh, two opportunities, two uh, different uh, options. And one is, uh, 
is to respond to that test in faith, like a Rahab did, like an Abraham uh, did, like uh, like many others have, or the other option is to respond in unbelief. And uh, the two uh, options will lead us in very different places, obviously. Uh, the... Uh, You know, obviously, the the uh, the response is going to the correct response. The re- response of faith is going to be uh, what the correct response is is going to be obviously dictated a little bit by what the circumstances are. But uh, I even think of the situation there with uh, with uh, Tim and the uh, the uh, panel the that he yeah. It, you know, it, it was a situation that had to be responded to. And uh, the more that we can embrace a biblical scriptural response, the, uh, the more that uh, God will be glorified and, uh, and the better, uh, do we say it, pass the test? The better we pass the test. Uh, <coughs> So there are, um, and we we might tend to think of large uh, tests, uh, but there's actually lots of uh, day-to-day small tests. And I, I thought about this, for example, as I was preparing this. I thought about just tried to put our put ourselves in a situation at church here that could be a real-life situation. Let's just suppose that we have uh, three brothers, brother A, B, and C, and. Uh, We'll say that back of the church is here, and we have brother, brother A, and brother B, at the back of the church, and we have brother C up here at the front of the church. And uh, so, uh, this church, church is over, and fellowship time is happening, and brother, brother A bends down and ties his little son's shoe, little child's shoe. And uh, as he gets up from doing that and he glances around and he sees Brother C coming back through here. And oh, he's just really wanting to talk to Brother C. And and uh, but then Brother C comes back through here and he goes over to Brother B. So now Brother A is disappointed. So he has come to a point of test in his life. It's a small one, I think, but it's a point of test. How we respond. Will he feel inferior will he feel uh unwanted will he feel uh rejected will he begin to judge brother c's motives you know just this is real life these these are scenarios that can happen um but that's what we're talking about a little bit we have uh we have life and its trials and its and its tests its tests i like to say it that way the tests that come, and uh, it requires a response from us. And there's there's those two different responses. One of them being a scriptural response. And in this particular case, uh, what would we say is the the best verse that would instruct Brother A here if he was disappointed that Brother C walked over to Brother B instead of him? 
Is there a verse that would quickly give some guidance to Brother A? As he's tempted to think uh, he was uh, passed by in favor of another brother. And how about, go ahead. That's a good one. Yep. Any other? It's not the one I was thinking of, but that's a good one. Esteem others higher than yourselves. How about Philippians 4.8? Think on these things. Things that are pure, lovely, honest, good report. Uh, you know, uh, just, yeah, it's a test. And, there, and that's where the, uh, the test would then come. Would, would uh, Brother A uh, choose a biblical uh, approach and choose to believe the best in his brother, choose to believe the things that are pure, lovely, think about things that are pure and lovely and honest of good report and all those, that kind of thing? Or would he actually go down the vein of uh, believing that he has something against me, he doesn't want to talk to me, you know, all those kind of things that can happen. That's, that's life. That's just little examples of what, uh, what life uh, is like and can be like and and you could probably, if you all left your mind go, you could probably put uh, probably put a whole list of things and experiences and events in your life in that over the last number of weeks that would put you right in this category, right in this spot, where you needed to respond. Uh, you needed to respond one way or another. Uh, a situation is there; you can't move it, you can't ignore it, you can't push it away. You have to respond. And that's that's a test, whether how, no matter how little or how big the situation is, uh, it's a test for us. Test of our faith. <coughs> All right. So the scripture tells us that, uh, yeah, these situations are are a test of our faith. Uh, as it says here in James, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. And the word patience is the idea of endurance. Uh, maybe we could say it this way. The test helps us understand the strength of our faith. The test helps us understand the endurance of our faith and how, how, uh, yeah, how well we are doing. You know, think about think about this scripture in Matthew five twenty four. Uh, when we think about tests, Matthew five twenty four says, "But I say unto you, love your enemies, bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, pray for them which despitefully use you." So there we have uh, uh, some very very clear instruction on what to do in one, two, three, four, five situations. If you have an enemy, if someone curses you, if someone hates you, if someone uses you despitefully, and if someone persecutes you. So, if you're in life, going along life's journey and you hit any one of those that we just listed, you have a very clear scriptural instruction on how to go. And the test of our faith is, is uh, you know, do we believe God? Do we believe that when God says, this is the way you respond in this situation, that that is actually right? Uh, 
Or do we uh, doubt? Do we uh, distrust God? Do we take it in our own hands? Do we respond with revenge or whatever, whatever, whatever? Uh, So that's the picture that we're getting. Faith responds in obedience to the word of uh, to the word of God. In other words, uh, faith uh, will always, uh, if not already understanding, it will search for the correct response based on the Scripture. And how should I respond? And search for it and seek to imply, uh, implicate, uh, implicate it in our lives, even though we recognize it's not always easy. It's not always, uh, you know, it it would appear from Abraham's experience, that it was all very seamless for him. He just did it. I don't know if it, if it was that seamless or not. Uh, I know it wouldn't have been seamless for me. I think I'd have wrestled with that one a bit. Uh, but anyhow. And faith, obviously a faith response is an obedient is a response of obedience to the scriptures which in reality is a response of trust to God you know trusting God that what he said and what he instructed us is is uh, is right and it's good and it's uh, and it, it will profit in the long run I think one of the things that we also have to realize is that even when we do respond uh, in the correct manner to a test, doesn't always mean that we'll be appreciated by everyone. You know, uh, somebody treats you cruelly or whatever and you respond well. And it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is going to turn around and love you and think you're the greatest person around. The important part is that we have done our part. We have responded in the fear of God. We have responded in obedience to God. And then we can leave the rest to God. He can, he's the one that, uh, he can go to work when, when we cannot. So the important thing is responding according to the teachings of Scripture. And like I said earlier, uh, this Scripture tells us here in verse 2 to count it all joy. Count it all joy when those, when you fall into divers temptations. Again, uh, you know, fall into. They just, you happened upon them and there's no easy way around it, no easy way out of it. Uh, count it all joy. Uh, how, how do we do that? How, how can we do that? Uh, you know, I, I thought of First Peter there uh, just a couple pages over. Um, in chapter 1 of 1 Peter, talks about, I'll just break in here, verse 7, that the trial of your faith being more, oh no, verse 6, I need verse 6, wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, ye are in heaviness through manifold temptations, which I think that's kind of the same idea, lots of tests, lots of difficulties, and it's it's uh, seeming to have for a season kind of squelch their joy is kind of the picture you get that they're in heaviness through these temptations that verse 7 the trial of your faith the testing of your faith the the uh yeah being more precious being much more precious than of gold that perisheth though it be tried with fire might be found under praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ uh 
so there we have, I don't know if you call it a, call it a balancing thought, that Peter says that there might be times where those trials, there's actually a bit of, of, of heaviness as you work through those trials. I think that's, it's not out of order, I don't think. But we are exhorted to count it all joy when those difficulties come. Uh, and I think when we understand that, uh, like it says there in Peter, that, the, that uh, the trial of your faith being more precious than of gold that perisheth, when we recognize that God is at work and God is wanting to uh, continue to purify our lives, that's kind of the picture we get, when we think about gold and gold being purified, it's put in a, a very intensely hot environment and the impurities come to the top. Um, and that's the picture we get. And when we understand that, uh, when trials come, uh, difficulties come, and we understand God's heart and perspective, uh, I think that's probably a key factor in being able to count it joy. When we recognize that God is at work, if I'm faithful to God and, and, and maintain my faith through this difficult time, in the end, God will work something out, work something well in my life. It works something uh, beneficial and profitable. And that the trying of my faith is precious. It's, it's, it's valuable. It's valuable to me and it's valuable to God, apparently. Uh, so, in that light, we can count it a joy when those kind of tests come. And as, as this scripture also says in James, going back to James, uh, let uh, patience have her perfect work. You know, the purpose of trials, there is a purpose in trials. God has a purpose. Uh, his goal is to, is to, uh, is, his intent is growth. His intent is maturity in our lives and experience. And uh, the intent for a small test now is to equip us for a greater test in the future. So tests are, they, they work good in us. There, there, is a, there is a, God has an intent, God has a purpose, and uh, we can welcome that actually. We can welcome that purpose and intent. There's, uh, there's a, also a temptation that can come in the middle of a test uh, when we, in James, let's see here, James 5, verse 7, uh, just breaking into the context here a little bit, uh, James says these words, Be patient, therefore, brethren, unto the coming of the Lord. Behold, the husbandman waiteth for the precious fruit of the earth, and hath long patience for it, until he receive the early and the latter rain. Be ye also patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord draweth nigh. So there we have very much the context and thought that we've been focusing on about patience, about endurance, about uh it developing in our lives, about it being uh, continually developing, uh, gives us uh, uh, the thought of establishing our hearts, being in a place of stability in our hearts and lives. 
And then he goes to verse 9. He says, Grudge not one against another brethren, lest ye be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth before the door. Uh, Take, my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience. Behold, we count them happy which endure. Ye have heard of the patience of Job and have seen the end of the Lord, that the Lord is very pitiful and of tender mercies. And I'll stop there, but we have a, a, a context there which I believe is... It shows us a temptation that can happen in the middle of tests. In verse 9 when he says, Grudge not one against another, brethren, uh, lest you be condemned. Behold, the judge standeth at the door. And then he gives us the uh, gives us further exhortation in, in uh, suffering, affliction, and patience. But that's probably one of the temptations that comes our way because tests not always but often involve other people. In life, don't they? You know, not every time, but tests do in many ways often involve other people, persons. And there, and when, uh, as it says here, the Lord has long patience, you know, sometimes we're in situations that we wish would go away, but they don't. And we are required, required to respond to them even repeatedly. And, uh, and there's a temptation, obviously, to grudge to take up uh, offense, to take up issue, to, to, uh, and we're cautioned, we're warned about that. That, uh, and that, uh, the definition of that word is to, the grudge is to groan, to grieve, and to sigh one against another. Uh, not a very pleasant picture, but, uh, a temptation that I think all of us have at some point, uh, Faced and and probably not always passed the test. I know I don't. I haven't. So it is a temptation that comes our way. And then he goes on and encourages us to uh, to learn from the prophets. Uh, Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of uh, suffering, affliction, and patience. Uh, realizing that uh, right biblical responses don't always change the circumstance. You know, the prophets in the Old Testament, they responded according to God and God's will and heart. But the circumstances and suffering they found themselves in didn't just end because they were responding the way God wanted them to. And the same is true for early believers. Uh, You know, reading, uh, I read some in Tanzania about persecution uh, of the early days in uh, the Reformation and and yeah, uh, right responses, biblical responses to the point of dying for the faith and numerous of them, and uh, it really didn't change uh, the the the, the uh, it didn't have an immediate effect on the uh, situation of the day. If you understand what I'm saying, their obedience to God. Uh, didn't change the the climate immediately. It had an effect, yes. It affected other people's lives, and more came to the Lord. But the persecution continued, and and so just saying that when we uh, when we uh, uh, face trials, just because we respond right, doesn't mean the situation just automatically changes, and suddenly everything is just right. Uh, life is life is real. And he gives us the example of the prophets and also Job. 
giving us a picture of how the Lord is pitiful and of tender mercies. And we certainly see that in Job. Uh, the great tests that Job went through, his faithfulness, and then to see God's response to it all. Uh, and so that's all intended to encourage us as we travel the journey of life and we face uh, tests in our journey. But, uh, we can be assured of, and that is that the objectives of our Lord are never to destroy us. A test, a trial of our faith is never intended to destroy us. Our Lord never has any desire to destroy us. It's rather intended to purify us and to make us a, a whole, a more, a more of a, more into Christ's likeness and image. So keep that in mind. And then closing here with 1 Peter again, verse uh, 1, verse 7, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And that is certainly the end, uh, desired end result, that as we go through life and life brings trials our way, that those trials would work uh, a Christ-likeness in us, that at the end of the journey, at the end of the road, we might be found unto praise and honor and glory. And I think that's what we all desire, right? To be found our faith might be found praiseworthy, honor-worthy, glory-worthy at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Shall we just bow our heads again and close with prayer? Father, thank you again today for this assembly and each one present. Bless each one here. Again, these few uh, words that we have considered from the book of James and Peter and the thoughts of tests and trials in life. Bless each of us. Uh, we know that uh, trials and tests are a part of all of our lives and will be a part of our lives until the day that we cross the finish line. And so we do ask each of us together, I pray for each of us, that together we would uh, equip ourselves, first of all, with an understanding of, of scriptural uh, responses to life's challenges and that you would then also give us uh, the Holy Spirit to enable us to to respond in in uh, those uh, uh, scriptural ways that brings honor to you and uh, and works a continued uh, maturity in our lives and experience. So thank you, thank you, Father, for each one. Bless and keep us in your care as we continue our journey. Uh, help us to walk faithfully to the finish line, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.